Hi, I'm Daniel Patterson, and you're listening to Gut Talks, double G, U, double T. Yeah, you said a few things here that are interesting. One of them is you've been hustling, you know, from a really young age. But I think we're going to get back to this, you know, talking about growing a business and so on. But a lot of things you were saying, actually, you know, young graduates can relate today because mm. of the situation we're in today, you know, 2023 and even in 2022, there were lots of layoffs in tech companies with experienced people as well, not just, uh, you know, uh, young professionals, uh, young graduates, but today students who just graduate it's a bit the unknown. But there's also a big movement, if you want, towards entrepreneurship. It was starting your own business, not necessarily having, you know, a massive or starting with the idea of building a massive tech companies, even a small business would do. So I think what you're saying is quite relatable in that sense. So how did you decide to go into graphic design, you know, start as the first stepping stone and, you know, deciding to build brands? Or were you just interested in, you know, gaining skills while earning money by doing something you're planning to work on, which okay. is graphic design. Right. Okay. It's two or three parts there. I suppose the first yeah. thing I just want to say is I totally empathize, sympathize with young people, particularly who have worked hard to get to a starting point or, or find yeah. a position for it not to work out. You know, it's easy to blame ourselves through that, but you know, the environment as in the economic environment has a lot to play about that. You know, business leaders aren't always brilliant adapting to difficult situations and there's a cost to be paid. And sometimes as you said, Maria, there are casualties and perhaps you are as a listener are one of those casualties as well. You know, actually, this is exactly why we ended up building the branding master plan as a do-it-yourself workshop yeah. to have an accessible, you know, hand-holding experience to starting a, a business and starting it really well. You know, that's exactly why we started. That's why we built it really in the first place. But okay, how did I end up getting in and adapting into graphic design from architecture? Well, architecture, you might think is buildings and mortar and timber and all sorts of materials and how does that translate into graphic design, right? Well, actually, the primary skill of a graphic of an architect is design. You know, it's looking at a problem and creating a solution. And that solution as an architect is often drawn out on pen and paper or digitally now. But the essence of solving issues and problems through design is route to that solution. So, you know, a lot of the functionality, a lot of the tools that we were using through university and developing our own self our own selves. We were using Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator as well as CAD and you know, Cinema 4D and 3D Studio Max and all sorts of um, tools that would help us not only to create but to present. So yeah, a journey for me. I mean, when I go back to my hustling days, I was creating websites. I was fascinated about learning how to communicate. You know, all of a sudden, you know, our generation had this opportunity to communicate to the world through a digital medium that was brand new. You know, the website mm -hmm. and the internet was very very young and I was fascinated by that. So even on the side and through high school, I was still doing that a bit like, oh, no, his name's passed away. But so I, I was I was already building websites from when I was about 12, 13 years old, you know, okay. in high school, learning how Microsoft Word works. You know, there was a handful of us in our class learning how to do flash presentations and animation and building websites and learning HTML and CSS and all this sort of stuff and just getting bored during our IT classes. Um, so 
I suppose those two things together, I could see that there was a need that people had simply by knocking doors and seeing what some of their biggest struggles were. What did they need help with? You know, if there were people, you know, one of the earliest relationships that I built was with a shop owner who was struggling to shift their stock and they, they needed help with that. And so I was like, okay, how can I adapt my skills and my experience to try and help with that? And so starting to ask questions and discover, well, okay, do they have a website perhaps? Do they have, I mean, social media wasn't really even a thing back then. It wasn't used yeah. by businesses. So that was a very new concept back then. You know, what did their brand look like? Were they doing leaflet drops? Were they advertising, you know, in the paper perhaps? You know, could we, you know, we even looking at the carrier bags that they had, you know, if people were walking out of the shop, did people know? That's advertising right there, right? You know, when people are walking around the shops with your brand on their bag. And so, you know, we worked with them right then to develop a better identity and then use the graphic design and started learning to adapt that into print. And, you know, I'll be honest, Maria, you know, it's one of the things that can stop us in our progress as entrepreneurs or even in the jobs that we're working is not knowing how to do stuff. That might stop us in our tracks, but it shouldn't. I think I've I've adapted this attitude over the years that even if I don't know how to do it, if there's a vision in place and there's an end goal there, for example, I didn't know how to you know print brochures. I could design one, but I didn't know the process of printing yeah. or what file types needed to be done or you know what CMYK was. I didn't know any of this when I started, but I knew that we needed to do brochures. But I know that okay, let's just go. We'll learn the way you know, and you still get paid for it. So yeah, that's definitely something that can slow us down and stop us is not knowing. Don't worry about it. Get started. Figure it out on the way. You know, pick up your phone and talk to people. I went around different print shops and literally asked them, you know, how in the world does this work? Yeah, They were more than happy to to show me around, bring me into the back, show me the printers, show me, you know, how the systems work and the people and the process. Um, great. So that was, you know, that was a couple of hours and now we're equipped. We're good to go. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you can do everything on your own. So you need to be surrounded by people who can help and people are willing to help in general and this is yeah. one thing I don't know if it's a like being polite thing or being humble as you were saying just offline before right. or being too shy to ask you know this kills confidence somehow and it right. really depends on your upbringing also because where I was at least taught to be nice to be polite not to get out of you know someone's way and then after you realize you don't get anywhere by doing that. I mean, it's good to be polite. Don't yeah. It's not like I still am, you know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, you are. It's okay to ask. But it's still difficult. Totally. Today to ask, you know, I think. It gets, it gets easier with time. It yeah. gets easier the more you do it. And, and as Maria, you just said there, we had a bit of conversation offline just before we came on. Yeah. And, and you've been asking about my background. And I, I grew up in quite a conservative Christian home. And, you know, my parents, they pastor a church, they're ministers, they're vicars. So I, I very much grown up in an environment where humility was extremely important as a virtue. And so that, you know, and we had this chat, didn't we, before, but there's confidence on one side, but that can be so easily interpreted as arrogance. Yeah. Um, and for those who value humility and being polite, it's so easy to see confidence as arrogance, but actually they are totally different things. You can be confident without being arrogant. I mean, that was a penny drop moment I, I had during my experience of developing my own business. If I don't tell people what 
what I can do to help. If I don't share ideas, if I don't knock the door and ask, I'm not going to be actually much help to that person. The assumption that someone's going to think that we are brilliant in our humility by not saying anything is actually potentially really arrogant in its own right. You know, so actually we need to do ourselves a favor and step out there, be bold, show up, knock doors, listen intently to what you know people's problems or issues might be and come up with a solution or look at what's in our arsenal, what's in our bag of tricks to see how we can draw on our experience and skills that we've developed to specifically help that situation. But we've got to actually use our voice to do that. We've actually got to step out, take a step of faith as such, you know, and work on getting over ourselves. And it gets easier. It really does get easier. The more that you speak, the more that you use your voice, the more that you step out and knock doors, it gets easier. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And that's, you know, sometimes you discover those things not at a very young age, but a bit later. But if you know what, it's never too late, right? So Absolutely. That's what we were uh, talking about offline. So as well. 100%. So. I didn't learn a lot of these lessons until I was into my 20s. Yeah. And I know for some of us listening, that's like, oh, well, that's still young. Yes, but that was a coming out of a season where I had to adapt and change. You know, I was in a position where I had to change. And we're constantly on this journey. And there will, you know, there will still be times now where we've got to still find a way to build confidence. Confidence doesn't come overnight. Maybe this is something to reflect on, but I wonder, you know, people who deliver confidence, I suppose, in a fake manner, you know, just like psyching themselves up to, right, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to be confident. I think that's that's where arrogance can develop that space of, you know, egotistical narcissism. <laughs> to some degree, we can allow ourselves to develop. No, confidence has to be rooted in knowledge that we that whatever help yeah. that we can provide will actually be helpful. And that comes with time. It comes with experience as well. But gotta knock doors and find out in the first place. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut talks. This is the end of this episode of this segment with Daniel Patterson. Thanks for listening and watch out for the next one.